Hello, My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. Johnny. Yes, sir. And a picture of the city of Chicago. <laughs> we had to get technologically savvy today. That's a first for us. Well, for me, first maybe. For, first for you two. <laughs> yeah, Craig still hasn't done it. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, it has been a big week. It is the day after Christmas. I wish I was still in bed. <laughs> um, but instead, I had to get up and watch the tale of Wonder Woman because I fell asleep last night watching it. I mean... We have a big show on tap. Asleep. Well, in Wonder Woman's defense, I didn't start it until like 12.45 in the morning. Fair. Uh, you, made it, you made it to the last 10 minutes? Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's commendable. <laughs> um, so we have a big show on tap for you. We have reviews of Wonder Woman, the entirety of The Mandalorian, Disney's Soul... Greg has some stupid shit to say about soccer that's not Ted Lasso. And our end of the year, best thing we watched this year and worst thing we watched this year. So, let's go ahead and kick it off. Since we all watched Wonder Woman, we will start with that. Greg Greg watched it? Greg watched it. Now, Greg, on the Greg scale, how long did you get into the movie? I watched all of it. What? I only watched all of it because I was hoping it would change. <laughs> I was hoping like halfway through the movie, it just got better. Um, you and, know what? And uh, the reason I watched all of it too is that was out of respect for the last one. The yeah. last one was amazing. This one is like, it's like the people that did all the other DC movies took over and made this movie and kept the same director. Yep. Like you can tell that the director is having to make choices that they didn't want to make. I don't think that's accurate. Did you watch the movie? I watched the movie, but I don't think it's. I don't think Patty Jenkins was had her hand forced on anything. You don't. Th- you watch that movie. You don't think the director's hand was forced? Uh, no. After watching it's... the first one, I like, they're they're not even in the same ballpark. Oh, I, okay. Hold on. Let me be clear. I'm not telling you that I thought this was a good movie because I have to be honest, I really didn't, and that really pained me to say. Excuse me. This felt like Spider-Man 3 and Sam Raimi throwing up the middle fingers out the door. Um, I, I guess like... Complete with a dancing Tobey Maguire is about the only thing it was lacking, but we almost got it anyway. I... I don't know. Like, I, I, I try to rationalize how this movie was good. I can't because I really didn't like it very much. Uh, and that's tough for me to say because this is a movie that I was very hyped for. I like, think all three of us were. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Like, there was sections of it that I felt like were really bad. Like, honestly, the entire opening of the movie on uh, Themyscira um, was just unnecessary. Like, I get that they were like, hey, we can get Robin right back for a scene. Um, But 
like this this whole movie felt like they had so much fun making the first movie that they were like, okay, we got to think of a really good reason why we need to bring back Robin Wright. We need to think of a really good reason why we need to bring back Chris Pine. Instead of just looking around and saying, we made our choices, those characters died, let's move on. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm trying not to get into spoiler territory right away, but literally like the first 10 minutes of the movie was just like it, it damn near did me in like the whole thing with like and this is not really a spoiler because it doesn't affect the outcome of the movie in any way but her with the opening of actual like 1984 diana where they do all those shots of like just parts of her costume saving people like, it felt like a cheap trick that you use when you don't want to show a costume because you didn't have the budget to make it. Not, it didn't feel like it belonged in a modern superhero movie. Like, did it feel like they tried to do too much of comic panel in that sequence with the like pause and shot with her and the little kid and everything? It felt like they tried to take something from the pages and. Tried too hard to translate that to film, and it didn't translate well. I, you know, honestly, the comic panel thing did not cross my mind at the time, but I can see what you're saying. Like, if I was to pause 25 times in that first sequence in the mall, I could, I could see those illustrated panels. Oh God, I, I honestly, I forgot about the mall sequence. Dude, <laughs> you weren't even the, worried about that. that I hadn't even gotten me. there in, in my mind of complaints. No, it, everything prior to the mall sequence where it's like just shots of people all around the world being saved by her, but it's like just her torso or just her leg in the shot. I feel like I may have blacked out for that. No, it's it, like, it's the very beginning <laughs> of the movie. Like they, they end the Themyscira part. Yeah. And then they go through like a two minute montage. Uh, like uh, it's it's when we see Barbara Minerva for the first time. She goes across the street, and the Corvette, or I'm sorry, Firebird, starts driving towards her, and Diana's leg comes out and kicks the Firebird. I clearly just am dealing with narcolepsy because I remember none of that. Uh, and then, yeah, when they get to the mall, I, look, <laughs> the dude has a gun. The dude has a gun. He could take the gun out and point it all around and probably get away. Instead, he dangles a baby over the side of the balcony. Oh, sure. But when Michael Jackson does it, there's no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's his baby. That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, no one's like... Like I, I was, I was legitimately upset over what that man was doing, but it wasn't because it, I wasn't like, oh my god, we're gonna see a baby die. It was just like, this is the worst way it could possibly be written. This is the worst way it could possibly be written, and everyone else on screen was screaming it too, and it was so weird. Or maybe I was just hearing what I wanted them to scream. This whole thing had the stink of Warner Brothers meddling again. That's what I'm. That's what I was trying to say, and Richard was like, no. 
I don't. I honestly don't think so. Look, Richard, I... you can, hold on, Richard. You don't make the last movie that well, and then go into this movie and think it's going to work well. But one, but Warner Brothers meddled their asses off with the last movie. Okay, then it's different people at Warner Brothers making the choices because that one is not the same person. Which like, isn't correct because there's been turnover at the studio. Right. Well, that's the whole this, point is you don't get – it's just like saying you know a James Gunn film, right? He makes some stinkers, but they, they're distinctively James Gunn. This doesn't feel the same as the first movie. Like, it doesn't have to feel like the same plot or any of that stuff. None of that stuff matters. But it doesn't have the same touches that the first movie does. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I just – I I don't know. Like, So the first movie was – was written, well, one of the drafts of the screenplay was written by Alan Heinberg, um, who has done a lot of stuff, uh, including Scandal and Grey's Anatomy and Gilmore Girls and OC. He's done a lot of stuff. Um, This screenplay was written by Patty Jenkins. And I... I, this is look. This is not me trying to crap on Patty Jenkins because I thought the first one was brilliant, but I haven't heard anything out of like them overly meddling with this. They haven't fired a like, half dozen screenwriters like they did with the first one. They haven't. You know, I don't know. I I just I wonder if I, I wonder if Patty is just not as great at writing as she is at directing. Well, if that's the biggest change that occurred between one and two, then no, they need to find somebody else. Uh, that being said, it, the other thing that honestly struck me, and I, maybe I need to watch it again, but at least it felt like Gal Gadot mailed in half of her scenes. Like there was, there were a decent number of scenes where she was so damn emotionless, it wasn't even funny. But I wonder how much of that is the fact that it's like none of the emotion they had from the first film was in this one, and I don't think it lines up well with her strengths as an actress. That's very well possible. I just, it's I, I know what you're talking about, but I mean. It, so, it, somewhere in there, there was a disconnect. <laughs> I think it was when the they hit record. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I don't know if it was the screenplay. I don't know if it was the direction. I don't know if it was just the material. But I mean, look, we've seen Gal Gadot play Wonder Woman in three movies now: uh, Batman vs Superman, Justice League, and Wonder Woman original, and. You know, no one watched Batman versus Superman and went, Gal Gadot was awful. And I don't even like that movie. <laughs> and again, same thing with with Justice League. Like, no one watched Justice League and was like, wow, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman was just terrible. Like, there are problems with both of those movies. Major mm-hmm. problems with both of those movies. Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman were not among those problems. So that's and why... now I like, look where we are. Like, that's why when, when I watch this and she is just emotionlessly reading her lines, I'm just like, I don't understand what the hell happened here. 
And like, I, I do know that they're like, I, I know that Patty Jenkins was upset over her pay uh, dispute because she apparently did have a pay dispute with one with Warner Brothers on this. Um, but I don't know how we got here to this finished product. Like, like, I, like I, I, I told you yesterday. Like, I don't understand. Like, I understand Warner Brothers wanting to allow her to do what she wants, assuming that that's what happened, because I haven't heard anything otherwise. And wanting to allow her to write her screenplay and allowing her to set it in 1984 and allowing her to bring back Chris Pine. But somewhere in there, like, someone should have stopped some of this. Like, there was no reason to set this movie 36 years ago. (laughs) There was none whatsoever. This movie could have just as easily been set in 2020 as it was in 1984. And I'm seeing a lot of people complaining about continuity issues. Like one of the characters had a Crow Mags t-shirt on for an album that came out four years after this film. And they're like, that's so minor. Dude, if your budget is $220 million, you better get the small shit done. Well, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it kind of reminded me of The Wedding Singer, where it was just like, we made a movie about the 80s, so everything 80s can just be put into it. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't I, think no, no, I, had a budget like that. No, I, and look, this isn't me defending it. It's just, you know, it should have just been Wonder Woman 1989 at that point. But it didn't, it, I, I don't know, it just, it didn't... Or better yet, just not Wonder Woman eighty anything. No, I, yeah, that's 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 my issue. In the end, is like it was a sequel that was a prequel, but then also served as a sequel and a prequel for another property. And and don't forget, in the middle of it, you know, there was another prequel for it uh, by freaking tossing the Themyscira portion in it. It was there was this felt like as disjointed a. DCWB film as we've seen. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's what's really disappointing to me is like Warner Brothers, for as bad as they have been with the DC properties, seem to actually be on a certain amount of a roll here. You know, I know you didn't really like Aquaman, but a lot of people did. Uh, but Aquaman was at least watchable. Um, again, I know you didn't like Aquaman. A lot of people did. I haven't even had coffee and my eyes twitching. Um, Aquaman was relatively watchable. Oh, God. Um, what, the original Wonder Woman was, was really good. I really enjoyed Shazam. So did a lot of other people. Yeah, They made a whole bunch of pretty decent movies in a row. And and that's not even including Joker and um, Harley Quinn. No, one of those doesn't fall it's, into the it's context. Not, it doesn't fall in the same context as the DC Cinematic Universe, but it's still a DC movie that was made and well made. I just... At what point are we done getting excited for DC? Because it, I, it's... Yay... And so bad, it's two steps back. One I really two steps back. 
I really hope they nailed the Suicide Squad because that's basically what's next on their slate. There are going to be a lot of people paying attention. But it's not because we get the Justice League film again next month. It's, is, I don't think it's next month. It's early 2021. Uh, are you sure? I'm 80% certain they were supposed to release January 21. I, I have thought that too, but I believe they, they're now just saying 2021. Yeah, I'm more apt to watch the Suicide Squad because it's James Gunn. But like, so. how nervous are you as James Gunn, knowing that you're probably the break against the swelling tide of shit for this? For well, that's just I think, I think James Gunn can handle it because he had to deal with Marvel. That's the type of things that I I think he's like he's a big enough, a good enough director and writer that can do that. I didn't know Patty Jenkins wrote this, you know, this Wonder Woman movie. If she wrote that movie, like somebody needs to go in there and tell them no. Yeah. Like, she that, wrote, she did write Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. She needs to stop writing. She needs to stick to directing then. Because that's you have any I, other writing credits that I would know. Hold right. on. Cause I, I just had it pulled up and the answer was, was no, basically. <laughs> um, Actually, believe it or not, her IMDb is really sparse, and I was a little shocked by that because I thought she had done more than that. Um, There is one writing credit that you would know. It is from 2003, and it is the Charlize Theron vehicle monster. I mean, okay, that's that was a that was a good movie, but but. Her writing credits are literally uh, two short films in 2001, then Monster, and then it skips directly to Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, today's games aren't going to be won with yesterday's home runs. My, to be completely honest, by the end of it, I became very curious if quietly in about two years, maybe more like one year, we were going to hear Patty Jenkins had been replaced on Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah, like because you, you can't go in with that movie and expect well, them to. She does have one more movie between this and Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which is apparently a Cleopatra movie. Oh, That's God. fine. I well, Marvel's probably going to drop her from the Rogue One. There's no way they're going to let her do that after that movie. I I don't know about that yet, but I mean it's it, it is it's it's going to be interesting to see. Because Kathleen Kennedy, for whatever complaints I've had about what she's done, she has had a very, very short leash on directors. If a director shits the bed right before they're supposed to make a Star Wars movie, she axes it. Can we just go ahead and give everything to Jon Favreau yet? Yeah, get that one. I... I I really want to see her do well with Rogue Squadron. I I hope she still gets a chance, but direct I, the shit out of it. Just don't write it. I say that's that's my question: is is she planning on writing it as well? Oh, I don't know. I this was not a good film. Uh, no, and not I, a good step for DC. And with the delays and everything else going on, and them trying to. This was not a good response to Marvel's announcements. Mm-hmm. 
No, but at the same time, this wasn't. This was never meant to be a response to Marvel's announcements. But but times change, man. If they weren't willing to adapt and try to do something, I I don't know. Yeah, but it, you, it, people can say that they're not in competition with one another, but right. But I agree it, based on the quality of the product. Johnny, <laughs> you're asking why a movie that's been in the can for 18 months wasn't a good response to announcements that came out two weeks ago. <laughs> that film should have stayed in the can. I, I, I'm just saying, like, DC was never going to be able to adapt this for those announcements that came out two weeks ago because the movie's been done. I don't know. I'm 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 disappointed. I will probably watch it again at some point. Hey, everybody, I want to break in for just a second here. Um, so that some point came last night. Um, I took uh, you know, the night because my missus had not seen it yet, and we sat down and watched Wonder Woman uh, for me the second time, for her the first time. Uh, I'll start by giving her dissenting opinion to the rest of the podcast opinion, which was she absolutely loved it. Um, I also kind of had a bit of a change of heart. I'm not going to say that I loved it, um, but I do look at it pretty differently from the first time that I viewed it. And I've kind of had to reflect on that a bit because I don't usually change my opinion as drastically as I feel like I did. Um, And I think what it comes down to is it is still a good movie. It's just not the first one by way of quality. And I think that my expectations were probably too high uh, based off the first one. Uh, And the disappointment of this just not living up to him probably played pretty heavily into my overall opinion on it. Um, I do think it's worth a watch. um, And I do think that overall it still has a lot of fun in it. Um, Some of my key issues still remain the same. Um, but it's not nearly as bad as what I originally had thought. I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that I was watching it so late on Christmas Day. Either way, I just wanted to kind of break in there and kind of give a little bit of, uh, kind of change of heart thoughts and feelings on it. Okay. Thanks. There was not a lot about it that can be described as redeemable, but I will say that Kristen Wiig was... Excellent. Yeah. Um. Yes, I thought Kristen Wiig was pretty decent in it. Uh, I thought Chris Pine was still very good in it for what his role was. Not really down with Pedro Pascal in this. Um, I don't need a villain whose journey is rooted in pissing the bed as a child. I, I, you couldn't come up with a better backstory. My man just pees the bed. Now he wants to rule the world. Okay. I feel like we already have that guy sitting in the White House. Oh, you can say that now because you're American. Lol. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I there. This was a lot so, of bad. Well, Even I'm, the I'm, facts. I'm gonna get into spoiler territory for a minute, so uh, I know I, I need I need to ask a question because I'm confused about one very specific part. I'm I, so. because I think we we might actually have Greg involved in this particular sport spoiler territory. I'm gonna set the timer for five minutes. So if you haven't watched Wonder Woman eighty four yet, 
Fast forward by five minutes, starting right now. Okay. So I, just real quick, just the part with the kid asking for his dad's power, greatness. Yeah. And then you hear like the sound go off. So wouldn't that overwrite everything? Like wouldn't his dad, wouldn't that make him the wishing machine? No, he, he wanted his dad to be great. I could have swore he said uh, wished for his greatness. I don't think so. That was just one of those things. Go ahead. Keep going. I felt like Maxwell Lord's motivation was completely just like devoid. Like they didn't they didn't give you his plot basically at all after he wished to be the wishing machine, basically like it's, it would seem like at that point, especially once he started getting the oil reserves that everything would just kind of fall into place. But he just like, I, his descent into basically being a complete and utter uh, megalomaniac was just not really explained. Like his whole, why he was doing anything. And I, and I get that they showed the whole pissing the bed scene later, but like there was no reason for him to want a meeting with the president to basically become the, the puppet master of the, the world. Like, it just it went from like I wish my oil fields worked to like oh yeah I want to run the entire world. This felt like a Lex Luthor backstory that got left in the trash where it belongs. Well, and that was one of those other things that like as a comic book fan, this wasn't Maxwell Lord. Like and 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 I know that that's really nitpicky, considering Maxwell Lord is generally like at best a C list villain. It's, I would have rather see Black Mask in this film than that character ever again. But like, this wasn't Maxwell Lord at all. This, you know, Maxwell Lord has uh, mind control powers at a very low level. Um, he he was. The freaking Justice League's business manager. Like, that's what he was most famous for in the 80s, was he was the Justice League's business manager. He didn't freaking turn villain until the 2000s, and admittedly, yes, it ended up being in a Wonder Woman story. But the things that he's most famous for, it like, post-1989, Wonder Woman snaps his neck because he's mind-controlling Superman. So, like, just... It, Everywhere that it went, like they could have, that character could have as easily been named like Jim Smith, and it would have made as much sense. So I'm just, <sighs> that didn't bother me when I was watching it, but it, like, after I got done, I was just like, I don't why? understand why that was Maxwell Lord. Like, that could have been anybody. So it's not a I, good movie, man. And it pains me to say, but yeah, you're correct. 
Um, and the whole thing with Chris Pine coming back in another man's body. To which, essentially, Diana raped a dude? No, that's... No. The other man didn't give consent, man. I don't know about you, but that seems somewhat of a criminal activity. No. <laughs> I didn't think about didn't say anything to him at the end, like, hey, we had sex and you had no idea. <laughs> but, I mean, I just, I, like, I don't know. There was just, there was a lot of shit that they did that just was very questionable. And, I mean, I take everything else out of it. You, you can't suspend disbelief as you're watching it that he even has a chance of surviving the movie when he's living in someone else's body. Five seconds. That whole thing was weird. I just scrap it. I I have... Okay, time's up. This film, this isn't a spoiler, but this film has done nothing to stoke my excitement for the Justice League director's cut or Suicide Squad. And that's saying something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, to a certain extent, I hope other people like it more than me because I don't want other people to be as disappointed as I am when they watch a movie. Um, um Ashley hated it. Yeah, Amy hasn't watched it yet. Um, we were going to watch it last night, and she fell asleep. Um, so I'll probably watch it with her sometime this week, and I hope that maybe I come around on it on second viewing. It's happened before. Do you remember how I hated the way they shot Ezra Miller running in the Speed Force as a Flash? Oh yeah, like he's on freaking ice skates and uh Why did they do to... this again? Oh, you mean her flying? All of it. Every time she was like going superhuman, it looked awful. It's probably the same cinematographer. It, it was just it looked bad. There was and just out of nowhere, the oh god, it, it, <laughs> her abilities are Randy Orton. I don't understand it. Just RKO out of nowhere. Oh, she can do this now. What? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. <laughs> it the, 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 the kids. That I'm, was awful. I, I didn't mind the whole make it invisible and the invisible jet thing. Um, <laughs> Why does she look like Star-Lord trying to create weird shit? <laughs> yeah. By the way, in, in the chat, I put the, the actual line that the kid said that I was talking about earlier. I, I confirmed that. Yeah, but I think you're misreading what the line was meant for. That's I know that's, that's terribly written, written line. That's the point. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's that terribly written. I think you're just no. It's it's in the context of where it was said. Yeah, but I think that it could be it could be read. You could listen to it and hear it either way. But that's not a good line, then. Eh. Right, it's not very concise. It's a very short line, and it's also one of those things that so it came true. 
and it's, we'll say it came true, but in the end, didn't have any effect of the movie. Well, right. Yeah. I that's, just, of, that's the whole point of if you have a well-written script and a real shot movie, things like that aren't debated. Meh. That's it, it, yeah, I mean, just be honest. That's that's literally the least of my problems in this movie. Well, that's, well, that's, that's kind of what triggered it. That confusing. That's bad writing. I don't. I didn't feel like it was. Con- it, look, we're 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 using nitpick a, a nitpicker over here. No, no, that's that's the point. I it lost me in the movie. That's literally the exact point. It lost me <laughs> because of I was like, okay, so what happens from this point? And then everything went on like normal. Like, okay, so then what's the point of having that whole scene? Like, it's like it's there was no continuity in that part. That's what I'm saying. There's so many different things that happened in that movie, but that was literally the tipping point for where that's supposed to be an emotional part of a movie. But it wasn't. It was just something that was there. And then all of a sudden, nothing, it didn't matter. And then you're, you're up and running. Let's keep going where we're going, the path we're going. So either A, drop that scene. Or well, B, I, I think the scene still makes sense. And it, we'll, we'll talk about it later because we're, we're, we're dancing around a spoiler because we've already gone through our spoiler. <laughs> right. Uh, but Watching anyway. this movie is enough. Nobody wants to hear us talk about it for two and a half hours, which is probably an hour longer than that movie should have been. Okay. Anyway. Uh, moving on to something that I think we might actually want to talk about at this point. Um, Greg. Yeah. You watched The Mandalorian. Yeah. The entirety of it. 100%. All. You didn't turn it off 10 minutes into any of the episodes? No, I mean, I had to go back and look at the episodes to make sure I wasn't watching the same one over and over, but that's fine. <laughs> I can't wait for this. I mean, this is one of those movies. Like, it's. I understand that it, it was compared to what we just watched. Like, this is like Oscar level stuff. The Godfather Part Two, right? But as far as a series, it was boring as hell. Like, literally, there was there was parts of the movie that was that was kind of cool, or parts of the show that was kind of cool. But it was a series. Boring as hell. So let me let me. How just do I delete someone else's opinion on the internet? As blood vessels burst in his brain, right? Greg is not the level of Star Wars fan, right? Is that the right term. I'm not going to say you're not a fan of the franchise's properties, whatever. But on the scale of passion, I feel like Richard and I are probably closer to cult. Fanatic. <laughs> what do you? What you mean? Not everyone's married by Darth Vader, right? That just happened on Sunday. So right. Greg's not a, you know, it's he's not going to spend time on Wikipedia checking backstory theory, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to like fact check. You're coming at it from the perspective of a casual fan that enjoys the properties when they come mm-hmm. out, and that's probably about it. Right. So this is this is my my big issue with the whole series. It was the same premise of every episode. Hey, I want this from you. Oh, you got to go do this for me. How many? T- you literally eight times. It happened eight fucking times in that in that series. 
we've been doing that for 15 years in Warcraft. Right, but that's the thing. It's a it's a repeatable MMORPG. Like the, <laughs> well, I think my whole point is it's the same crap, different person giving you the quest. Well, Greg, that's basically literally any television show. Right, that's why I don't Johnny, watch those shows. No, it's any television show. No, it's not. It's the the crappily written ones. Yes. No, it's it's a fucking procedural. But is it that blatant that every episode, like literally, yes! you can probably take the quote. It's at the same time. It's literally almost the same time in the in the, each episode. It's the same time. That's the whole point. Like I, I don't know. Get me wrong. I think it was a, it was great to watch. I thought it was kind of cool. Some of the stuff they did was neat. But well, did, I watched did, it again. Program, uh, let me mute Greg's microphone. I know because down with the man. <laughs> I love these bits on the show because I don't have to talk. It's <laughs> like it just Greg talks, Richard reacts, and I just get to enjoy it. Okay, explain to you what. What? You said so explain to me as I was trying to figure out how to mute your microphone. Explain to me why I'm supposed to care about that season. Like explain to me like I'm dumb. Because last five I minutes. Like the- the last five, okay, last five minutes of a five-hour show, is that what you're supposed to be writing for? No, but it wasn't written for the last five minutes. Last seven look, minutes? Look. Because that was the only good part. It wasn't. It wasn't. First off, uh, okay, so between the period of Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, hell, let's just go, let's go back. Let's say between the period of... um the end of episode three and the force awakens. How many Jedis have we seen? Seven. No, three. Oh, cool. Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Darth Sidious. Oh, Leia. Got him. Nope, nope. We did not see Leia use any Jedi powers between those movies. It was revealed after the fact. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't count because that I'm talking about between those movies. It's canon. Okay, fine. I, I'm not saying it's not canon. I'm not saying that Leia didn't have Jedi powers or whatever. I'm just saying, what have we really seen during that period? Basically, Dick. Han Solo. So we got to see Asuka Tano. Um, we got to see uh, freaking Grogu do his Grogu shit. Yeah, do the countdown again, because I want to ask this question. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to go ahead... I'm going to put three minutes on the timer. <laughs> I, I literally have one question. That's that's all I all I want to know. The rest of it, I don't care. Three minutes on the timer, starting now. Okay. So if this if this is such a good show, how could they just put Grogu in it like this randomly? Because this is supposed to happen between what, what time and what time? Grogu, R- Return of the Jedi, and Force Awakens. So in that whole time frame, they just dropped another Yoda in there somewhere. They dropped another Yoda species. Another species. All right, cool. And then all of a sudden, Luke Skywalker come get come and picks him up. Yeah. And then he just disappears for the rest of the, the other movies. No. Greg, did yeah. you watch the sequel trilogy? Which one's the tri- Was Where's Grogu in it? Is that Yoda's real name? I don't fucking know. No, the sequel trilogy, a.k.a. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and 
The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, I think I saw on them with you. Was Grogu in that? I don't remember. What happened to all of the Jedi's not named Kylo Ren? Tell me, Richard, because I don't. Kylo Ren murdered them. He murdered everybody. He said he murdered Grogu. Him and the Knights of Ren murdered everybody. And right now, yes, you have to assume that Grogu was probably among them. Mm, Was he a Jedi by then? We don't know because there's still 25 years to go. I mean, he's supposed to be like 50 years old currently. I mean, how how tall is he going to get? But there's, there's still 25 years to go, Greg. This, he has 25 more years to go off and live in Dagobah or, you know, go out and be a badass Jedi himself or whatever. What if he becomes a pizza guy? I don't I mean, what if he doesn't want to be a Jedi? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just wants to, like, sit on his ass all day and read books, and that's fine. Or maybe he wants to open up his own blue milk shop. You know, oh, whatever it is that he does. I don't want to hear any more blue milk. They got 25 years between the end of this season... And the Force Awakens for him to do whatever it is that he's going to do with his life. And the reason he may not have been in the Force Awakens may be because he's dead. It may be because he's off farming blue milk. It'd be kind of funny. Whatever it is, he's not in it, and that's okay. Because you have to assume to a certain extent that there are other Jedis running around who just can't get in, you know, can't get to Kylo Ren. They aren't in the Resistance or whatever because they're off doing their own shit. Yeah, but I just I just getting all I didn't get all caught up like everybody else did. You have bad opinions, and you should feel bad. No, I was just saying. I'm glad I didn't wait forever to watch that. (laughs) It was I don't know. A Ashley's going to freak out on Richard for implying that. Grogu's going to be dead, so we're off the hook. <laughs> I can say whatever I want moving forward, but Richard's like, we're going to kill the baby. Exactly. Uh, it, no, I didn't say we, Kylo Ren. I, Although, at, from Richard. At, actually, um, if you're not part of the solution. This, this is not spoilers, because it obviously hasn't happened. Uh, there is a, I guess, a Star Wars comic that reveals that Kylo Ren didn't actually murder all the other Jedis. It was actually uh, freaking Palpatine calling down lightning from the great beyond or whatever. Dumb. It is. Cause it's just like, I, I understand that, you know, that Kylo Ren ended up being redeemed to become Ben Solo again. And so you're trying to wave away like all the bad shit that he did to be like, Oh no, it's Okay. This is not the right. canon you're looking for. But it's just like, dude, y- y- you don't have to wave away what he did because that's the whole point of freaking Darth Vader's turn at the end of Return of the Jedi. He did a bunch of bad shit, but he realized he should turn back to the light. So, uh, obviously, I liked it. Johnny, I know you liked it. Uh, Greg sounds like not a huge fan. I mean, I was I was just indifferent. I think it was fun to watch, a lot better than the last movie we watched. But I just, it just, you know, I'm just not crazed like everybody else is about it. It was nice to see Sasha Banks and her billboard forehead. 
Um, actually, you know, the she did really well. I'll give her credit, and she did her stunts. I wasn't that enthused with Sasha Banks just because, uh, at least in her first episode, I think she only had a grand total of one line. Yeah. Um, she did get a little more to work with in the second episode. The the talking shit with Boba Fett was awesome. I I I enjoyed it. I liked the banter. Um, the the one that actually really uh, I thought was really great was Bill Burr. Yeah. Um, I have never given Bill Burr a lot of credit for acting. Uh, I know he's really funny and he's got a lot of great bits, but I I really thought he did a really really good job in this. Like his he, first appearance felt too much like Bill Burr reading from a cue card. Yeah. Um, his second one, he even the way he emoted. Yeah. Certain scenes, like when the helmet came off, and you could see like that was the moment where he's like, I can trust this guy again or whatever. Like he, he gave you his understanding through facial expressions. Yeah. Which I, I appreciated the effort. I think I even mentioned that to Ashley too, where I was impressed with Bill Burr with this second appearance. I thought he was fine in the first, his first one, but he was just, he was really, really good this season. That first one, there was not a lot of good acting in that episode. I that prob- that episode irked me more than most. Mm. Even the guy who did the voice of from the Flash, Clan- Clancy Brown. What's oh, that? Oh yeah, name? yeah. He looked cheap, and I didn't care for the character. Uh, it's just there was a lot in that episode I didn't like a lot, but I think that was that was season one, right? Yeah. So it's I'll forgive them for the season one stuff because you're not going to have the level of quality in place that they did for the second season and the production value. But no, man, Bill Burr was great, and I mean everything Horatio Sands did was awesome. <coughs> Which, yeah, it still it still made me laugh. I didn't realize he was the blue fish man. Oh until yeah, it started going through, and they did an interview, and I was like, "That's amazing." <laughs> but there's there's a ton of cameos. It's one of the cool things going back. Um, Sudeikis was in season one. Yeah, he was one of the uh, stormtroopers, and I think the finale. He was the one that punched Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> Which, after I told Ashley, she's like, yo, fuck Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was it was a good season. I enjoyed it. Obviously, the last episode, if you're a diehard fan, the parallel between the shot of what happened and a scene from a prior film was awesome. I, I like that you can go back and see the contrast between those two shots. Um, but the introduction before the arrival of this surprise. The shot of the ship. I was already out of my seat. Yeah. Which we can go back and talk about it another time when we're not being recorded and playing spoilers for everybody. But I thought it was a great way to finish. Right up until the credits shot. 
where I was like, no shit. Yes, let's please do the thing. <laughs> do the thing. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's... There, there, there really wasn't a lot else going on. I mean... You know, it's... We are genetically predisposed to be very biased about the Star Wars properties. And Greg, I think you're genetically predisposed to a bunch of things because you got your 23andMe results back. Yep. It was one of those... I mean, most of it I kind of knew. It was just a matter of getting confirmation. (laughs) It was pretty funny. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. Give us, give us, give us the breakdown. What are some things that maybe surprised you, or some things that didn't? Uh, I was actually not surprised at all because <laughs> I, I knew uh, German and Italian, um, but it was just weird that they got the actual location where my grandfather, grandmother were from. Oh wow! So, so I was sixty uh, percent north north. Western European, which uh, 54% French and German. Okay. But it was from Lower Saxony, Germany, so the eastern side of Germany. 4% British Irish, and then 36.7%. What were you at? 36.7% uh, Southeastern European, okay. which is basically Italy. Uh, and it's from Calabria, which is where my grandfather was from. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool, man. And like you always, the validity of these tests to me is always kind of in question. So it's really cool to hear that they kind of nailed down like facts that you actually know about your family history. So, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. that's awesome though. Yeah. And the funny thing is like the, where they got the exact like area my grandfather was from. And I thought, because it was just one of those weird things. That like a lot of my family now is in Turing, which is the northern part of Italy. So it's just they went from Calabria when my grandfather immigrated to Turing. Nice. It's pretty neat. About four percent great or four percent of the British Irish was from Greater London area. Nice. So thought that was kind of cool. And then all the health checks came back as I have no genetic defects. Have you had anyone from Essex Corp get a hold of you yet? No. So you're not a mutant. Okay. Nope. That would be nice. Though. Shit. <laughs> Just like shopping, <laughs> We're going to get like weapon smirk is what Greg's going to be. <laughs> like <laughs> No, that's cool, man. I'm glad you did that. And I know it was something we were kind of all interested to hear what the results were from it. So mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see when they have another sale, maybe it's something that Richard and I need to get off the pot and get on it and see what the results are like. Yeah. But it was, it was, I had zero, like I was all European, like literally a hundred percent of like, literally all of it was a hundred percent European, nothing from North America or, South America, huh. I think it was 0.9% was from Mediterranean. Okay. Um, I think I had to pull it up there a second ago. 
was a two point nine percent was uh northwestern Asian, sorry. Iranian, Caucasian, which is it's it was just kind of a generic <laughs> from that's, that, that's from just that your area. movie taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iranian <laughs> movies. That's where I'm good at right there. Subtitles, Greg's in. And there was 0.9% with broadly European. That's cool, though, man. Richard, what would yours look like? I don't know. I have been considering doing it. Um, And I think I might because I I want the health one. Mm. Yep. I think my sister would tell me I got like 40% maple syrup blood. Johnny that, sounds, that sounds accurate. <laughs> Sausage gravy and maple syrup. That's pretty much where we're at right now. And bagged milk. What? Shut up. It's in Minnesota, too. Don't just lay that at Canadians' feet. I mean, Canada South. <laughs> we're just America's hat. <laughs> well, it's your hat now. Oh, true. True. I'm pretty close, though. But, uh, no, you know, it's it's the end of the year, and I know we wanted to quickly discuss kind of what our favorite and worst things of the year were. I'm going to go ahead. Wonder Woman's going to be the worst. Okay. Uh, Greg, do you have a worst? Um, I'm sure there was other movies that I that annoyed me more that came out this year, but it's hard for me to remember what came out this year. Um, <laughs> one second. Uh, so uh, I'll go ahead and go. Will you think on it? Um, there was. I, I reactively I wanted to say Wonder Woman, but I be I'll be honest and say there was enough in it that I did like that I can't say it's the worst thing that I watched this year. However. Um, it didn't take me very long to remember the worst thing I watched this year because it was also on HBO Max. An American Pickle. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch American Pickle again before I watch Wonder Woman 84. I wouldn't. There was nothing redeeming about American Pickle. (laughs) Pickle in the title. At least this I can be like, oh yeah, you know, Chris Pine was pretty good in it. And, uh, you know... Kristen Wiig was pretty good in it. If there had been pickles in Wonder Woman, I'd watch it again. Yeah, if if halfway through they replayed that ice cream scene, but it was a man at a pickle stand, <laughs> I, I would have been like, this is the greatest movie ever. It should have just been that Pine crashed into a pickle factory and stayed pickled for 80 years, and then they brought him back. It would have been better. <laughs> and and you know what? This movie probably had more laughs in it than an American Pickle did. That, yeah, yeah, I don't think American Pickle was meant to be a comedy. How the <laughs> how, how you make a movie called an American Pickle about a man that gets pickled, and then you're like, we're playing this straight. But no, no, American Pickle was meant to be a comedy. It just wasn't funny. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Greg. Yeah. I mean, the American pickle one kind of did pique my interest on that one. <laughs> I, I blocked that one from my memory. That's how bad that one was. 
And it's funny because for the most part, I did too, because I'm like, I don't want to say Wonder Woman because I just watched it and it's recency bias. I know I watched other things that were bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm just going through like the 10 worst movies. And the only one, the only one I've watched that scene on any of these lists was American Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, poor Seth Rogen, man. Like he wasn't that bad in the movie. The problem is the movie was just bad. Seth Rogen was fine in the movie. Like Seth Rogen, the actor, was not the problem. Yeah, whoever wrote that movie was the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was just so bad. It's, oosh. I can't. Like, literally, yeah, I'm going through like, like, a TV series. Yeah, is there a TV series that we hated? No, not really. Not that I can think of, at least. I, it's. I, I'm sure someone will be like, "Hey, remember you guys said you hated this?" Be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That list goes out the door too. But, uh, no, it was. Oh yeah, I'll I'll put American Pickle up there with Wonder Woman eighty four. They're in good company together. Uh, what about your favorites? What was your favorite? Doesn't have to be a movie. Can be TV series, oh, one off. Mine's not even close. Yeah, go ahead. Greg. Probably all pretty close. This Ted Lasso. I mean, that's not yeah. even not even anywhere near for me. There's not even the same a movie or a show in the same ballpark. So I'm not going to say Ted Lasso because you already said Ted Lasso. Oh, oh, hey, I, it, I'm going to go back to the, the most disliked again real quick. Uh, the Ben Affleck star in the way back. Uh, you were oh. the only one that watched that. Yeah, I know. And that's fine. I just I want to once again say that movie is devoid of all hope, joy and happiness and don't watch it. But it's not a bad movie. It just made you sad. It's sad panda dude. No, it's it's a little bit of both. It's kind of a bad movie, but <laughs> where would you rank it ahead or behind surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini? I never watched Surviving Christmas. I hate you. You had like eight weeks to watch Christmas movies, and you couldn't even get like Tony Soprano and Daredevil. No, I I'm good, thanks. Um, all right, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I gotta defer to you on that one because I'm never going to watch it. Yeah, don't. Um, okay, so so I'm gonna go ahead and say Watchmen, the series. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Um, I had to kind of think about this a, a lot. Um, I think that my favorite thing I watched this year might have been Bill and Ted. Uh, but at the same time, like, I, I don't know. Like, this year is definitely a blur. I also liked Bad Boys for Life. Um, I also liked Mandalorian. Um, that was the second season. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, special, I guess, special shout out to the, um, the finale of Supernatural. Yeah. And maybe a shout out to Marvel for not cursing us with the Black Widow film. <laughs> I don't need Wonder Woman 84 part two Marvel edition. Well, see, Marvel, Marvel wouldn't do that to you. Johnny's, I got Thor the Dark World. Johnny's not hyped for Black Widow. I will, I will watch Black Widow because Marvel's earned enough. streaming service. Yeah, and, but it, it's not going to be released in theaters for a while. And you know what's kind of funny about it is I, I think I will probably enjoy Black Widow more than probably almost anything else that I just listed on the list at this point. But my hype for it is literally zero. Like, <laughs> if you told me it was coming out tomorrow and it was on Disney Plus, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's cool. I'll get to it next week sometime." <laughs> um, but I know that I'm going to enjoy it. Like, that's that's where Marvel is at at this point. Like, they've released enough stuff. They put it in. Yeah, you know, they put it in enough ways that. I know for the most part that anything that comes out, I will end up liking, even if I don't think I'm going to. So we will, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I did have one more TV show that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, did everyone give their best there? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not a TV show, I should say. I, I watched Soul from Pixar. Uh, it also came out on Disney Plus yesterday. Um, and I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed it a lot. It was not really what I was expecting. Um, really at all. But it there was a lot of heart to that movie. There was a lot of joy behind it. Um, And take everything else out of it, there were concepts that were just really mind-blowing and something that is largely aimed at kids. Mm. Um, And art direction-wise, like Pixar is always interesting with their art directions, but they went some ways that I just flat-out did not expect. Um. And I really enjoyed the art direction in this. Like, okay, they did a lot of really cool stuff design-wise that I really like. It's not often when you watch like a three animated movie that I will stop and be like, "Holy shit, that's really cool looking." Uh, but they did some stuff uh, with a character named Terry that I'm not going to spoil anything over. Mm-hmm. But they did some really cool stuff with Terry that I was just like, holy shit, that's actually really cool looking. Like, I love how they did that. Um, so huge recommend. Um, it's got a great cast. Jamie Foxx is great in it. Um, what's uh, Tina Fey is very good in it. Uh, someone who I did not know was in it until I started watching it, but you can't mistake his voice is Richard Ayode. Um, and he plays very well in it. Uh, great movie, big recommend, 
way, way, way better than Wonder Woman 1984. I kind of wish I'd watched them in reverse now. A Taco Bell shit is better than Wonder Woman 84. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that's my recommendation for this week is to watch the movie Soul. Okay. Um, quickly before we let everybody go, I just want to get one property you guys are excited for moving into the new year or something you're excited for in the new year that we didn't get to do this year. Something I'm excited for in the new year? Mm-hmm. One I'm thing. Excited. Not many. <laughs> I want to be able to go places and not have um, not have anxiety over what the people around me are doing. Okay. Or the uh, vaccine. Yeah. I, I, I went now... I've, I've been very transparent with the fact that I had COVID. My daughter had COVID. Uh, as it turns out, my wife did not. Uh, we went as far as getting her an antibody test because we took, we had her get two standard COVID tests and she tested negative on both. And we're like, well, this is a tiny house. How the hell did the particles not make it into the bedroom? Right. Um, but the other day I went to uh three 30 in the afternoon mass uh, on Christmas Eve and, you know, it's masked and it's, it's socially distanced and all that. Um, so everyone was being like, cool. Uh, not that it matters for me cause I've already had it. I'm definitely not in the reinfection range yet. Um, but you know, we're standing there and the second mass ends, some man comes through the doors and walks into the little like waiting area where we were standing and just immediately rips his mask off. I'm like, oh, obviously he's leaving. Nope. I mean, it was like he had pent up energy from the last decade because he just started walking the room, like fast walking with his mask off. And I'm just like, this is a little room. I, I, I turned to my wife because she hasn't had it. I'm just like, we're leaving. We're going out the doors right now. Right now. <laughs> Because that man doesn't have his mask on. And this room is too little for that. Yep. Uh, Greg. Yes. 21. What are you pumped for? Uh, well, same as Richard. To get that vaccine done. And then yep. hopefully Chelsea wins the Premier League. That's all I want. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, I think yeah. for us travel is like I, th- I think that's the one thing other than the big wedding that we did not get this year that we're looking forward to next year um, yeah man just travel travel because it allows us to see the people that we miss so I know Ashley will likely be getting the vaccine in the next little while I shouldn't be too far behind and if it's one of those things that you're passport in the future comes with shows a stamp that you've had this so you can travel uninhibited I'm you know whatever the effects are then we're we're on board so it's going to be one of those things moving forward that I think travel is going to be it for us yeah I um, I about had a crap the other day um, 
there is a set of round trip flights out of Chicago um, to Honolulu for $238. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I, I would really like to do this. <laughs> no, I, I think both of us can agree that Hawaii is creeping near the top of the list for destinations for us once we can travel again. And I think Colorado is pretty close to the top. Oh, Colorado is a pretty easy travel. Hawaii is a little harder. <laughs> Not if you have Colorado. the right medications. I love Colorado. I, I'm, just talking, I'm just talking from a monetary standpoint. Like, you can drive to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> you can try to drive to Hawaii, but I feel like that would be a very short trip once you pass San Diego. Amphibious cars, man. They're still a thing, right? Just like Dennis in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's a, it's, it's a Range Rover. It's built for the water. <laughs> uh, guys before next week, how can they get a hold of us if they want to give us what they're excited for moving into the next year or what their favorite and worst of 2020 were? Uh, Richard versus at Roe Gregory. And you can get a hold of myself through the Twitter page for our podcast at versus podcast with the underscore at the end. Our Facebook page is up and running ish, uh, but feel free to go hold and get a red get a hold of us at any time. I'm still learning the English language. It's a new country conversion rate. Uh, but outside of that, Richard, send them home. Have a good week, everybody.